Hi, and welcome to the Northern Grower Podcast. This is a place for sharing tips, tricks, and techniques for growing here in Zone 3. We are broadcasting from Northern Alberta, where it is currently a chilly minus 24 today, and we have had lots of heavy snow. We are eagerly awaiting the spring so we can start getting some more planting, or at least get a head start. Now, thank you for joining us in this space, and we welcome every type of gardener here, whether you're a balcony gardener in a southern, warm, sunny place, or whether you are a seasoned homesteader or a hobby farmer, any kind of gardener, you are welcome here. Even if you don't garden at all and you are just getting started and you want to discover and listen to some tips, tricks, and ideas, then this is the place for you. You are all most welcome. We are here for episode 7, and in this episode, I'm going to discuss our favorite perennial edibles, so perennial edible plants that we enjoy growing here. Um... And now some of these may be true perennials, or a few of them are what we call self-sowing perennials. So they keep, they drop seeds essentially, and they keep popping up year after year in our yard. So essentially that's what a perennial is. It's a plant that will, if you are a layperson, it is a plant that will keep coming back year after year. You plant it once and it keeps coming back. Now... There is variation on depending on what gardening zone you're in, whether plants can be perennial or not. There are plants that are perennials, for example, that can grow, say, in California, um, like bell peppers. They are perennials there, true perennials. However, here in Alberta, they for sure would not be. You can winter a bell pepper indoors. And that way you could essentially make it a perennial by bringing it in over winter. But it would definitely not survive the the, uh, outdoors and harsh winters we have here. So I'm going to discuss some of our favorite perennials we have had success with. And these are edible perennials. So we do use them to eat in some form or another. So... I'll start with a couple of our favorites. Um, So here we like to grow our main favorite, actually, and probably one of the most easiest is mint. So we grow, um, we actually grow a couple of different types of mint. We have a chocolate mint variety that was gifted to us. We got a cutting um, from a relative and I don't know much more than that. From what I got from them, other than that, it is a chocolate mint. So it kind of smells and tastes a bit chocolatey. And we also got like the mojito mint type. Now we've had these mint plants for years. And they were before I got very into gardening and keeping a record of what it is we actually grow. I just saw mint plants and I just received mint plants. And that's all I know. So I don't actually know their true variety. But mint is a perennial here it will happily die back over winter and pop back up in the spring and we do find it has runners 
it's very easy to take cuttings from and transplant around, but our mint does spread. So it will die back. It will be in one place in your yard one year, and then the next year you will start seeing little shoots popping up in a completely different spot. So it does spread around your yard quite a bit. So you do have to monitor your mint there and just keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on how far it spreads. But it is a very good edible. We enjoy it. Um, We dry it out and make things like mint jelly and mint sauce to have on dinners. And quite probably the biggest use we get out of mint is actually just putting it into drinks in the summer. So we do enjoy some crushed mint in an ice cold drink in the summer months and picked fresh from the garden. What can beat that? So mint is a very fantastic um, edible that we like to grow year after year. Um, Our next one would be our apple trees. So apple trees do grow here in zone three. You tend to need a colder, harder, a colder, hardier variety of apple. There are actually quite a few out there. Um, and they do grow quite well here. We have some wonderful neighbors who have some quite large apple trees who gift us just crates of apples every year. We have a couple of smaller apple trees of our own. And apple trees, again, are those wonderful um plants that you can take cuttings and graft so we have been experimenting with grafting and cutting um, apple trees but they do come back year after year they lose their leaves of course in winter and in the spring we start to get the apple blossoms and if provided they do need another apple tree to be within uh, a fair amount of space from them so you can pollinate them so like I said our neighbors have apple trees so when we got apple trees it's always best if you were to go to a nursery and get an apple tree it'd be recommended to have two at least two of them although when we started out we actually just bought one because we have a few apple trees in neighboring yards so we weren't too worried about getting our tree pollinated and producing fruit but if you don't have any apple trees that you know of nearby if you are to go to a nursery to buy an apple apple tree, then you will have to, it is highly recommended to buy a couple, at least a couple, so they can produce some fruit. And we found our apple tree very low maintenance. We do um, very dry summers. We have watered it. We put water down at the roots, but generally that was when it was quite a young wee tree and it wouldn't have had a good, strong, established root system. But for the most part, it it really looks after itself. And apples are one of my favorite things to pick here and go foraging for and collect. And we have so much fun with apples. We can up apples for apple butter. We can apple pie filling. And we also just enjoy eating them. We make cider, apple cider vinegar. So really, the apples do have so many uses here for us. So they are a wonderful addition. And again, it's not something we have to necessarily consider or think ahead. Now we have our established apple trees. They just naturally take care of themselves and produce fruit. The We do, every so often, we will prune back some of the trees, uh, some of the branches. 
but that's only when they're starting to look quite overgrown and just generally large and messy so we do do a little bit of pruning but generally they are very low maintenance trees and they do grow here in zone three so you can get some apple trees so definitely one to look into and you can also get very quite smaller more ornamental style trees if you don't have a lot of space you could definitely get a couple of smaller trees the next one that we have found that grows fantastically well here for us is actually asparagus so it um we got some asparagus plants off a friend several years ago and again this was when we weren't really keeping track or recording what unfortunately I think a lot of these are is because we started with them so many years ago when we first got our garden we got gifted a lot of these and we've built and worked on these perennials but these are the things that keep coming back up year after year but we've never actually for some varieties of them we've never actually sat and worked out what what it is we have what variety of plant we have it's just, oh, the asparagus is coming back up year after year, and we've been enjoying it. So asparagus has been coming back. We got some of a friend several years ago, and we have a patch in our yard, and it just keeps coming back in the same patch. So the first year it grew the longer looking plant, and this year it actually grew the uh, like asparagus head, how you would think of an asparagus. So I believe you can even cut those. We did not cut ours. We are leaving them a couple more years before harvesting. Even though we love asparagus, so it's quite difficult. I'm very tempted to just go ahead and eat it. But we are leaving ours a few more years to just really make sure our perennial patch gets established. So probably next year, this year, this growing season, even we will take cuttings of those asparagus heads and eat them. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, but they have been very easy once we planted them and they took, they have been very easy. Now our asparagus enjoy, they actually live in our northern yard. So they're perennial in our northern garden, which gets very cold. It easily dips to below minus 40 when we have those polar Arctic blasts. But it survives and we planted asparagus in our southern garden this year and it did not take in our southern garden. So like everything with everything, gardening is so local, even to your local area. We have its, you know, we have our garden split into these zones. But then even then in these zones, there's so much just local variation in those little microclimates and even in your own gardens that a plant might be happy in one spot but it may not prefer another. So our asparagus experiment did not take in our southern garden, but it lives very happily in our northern garden. And it's actually quite a shady spot too, but it's very happy there. So asparagus is actually one that I think not a lot of many of people think about, but it is actually a pretty low maintenance perennial once you get it established. Now another one too, we also can have... I'm going to list a couple of things off here. We can have hazelnut trees. So there are cold hardy varieties of hazelnut that of north in, that grow in North America, in Alberta. So you can get 
small hazelnut trees and like with anything our hazelnut tree has been here for a while so I again I do not know the variety but if you look into local nurseries and if you can find those smaller local nurseries they really will specialize in trees and fruit trees and edible trees that are suited to your zone then you can grow hazelnuts so we do have hazelnuts and you usually you will need again it's recommended you will need at least two plants if you're buying some to ensure pollination so you will need to buy at least two plants if you are planning on buying hazelnuts but a very wonderful low maintenance perennial and addition to your zone three garden Strawberries are another big one here. Our strawberries really do well. They enjoy the northern garden. They're in actually quite a shady spot in the garden. So we got strawberries. We have two kinds. We have a wilder variety that's an alpine type strawberry. And then we have a strawberry that uh, is from Vailmont in BC that grows on the slopes there in the Rockies. And both do very well. And our strawberries are perennials. They come up every year and they die every die back every winter and we mulch our strawberries so we leave that um, layer of hay and compost over them and we leave a good layer of hay over them all winter and summer long and they just happily grow and produce so they are very low maintenance and it is wonderful every spring to see these strawberry plants popping up again and they have spread themselves as well. They, again, grow runners. So we have also picked up these runners and transplanted some plants into different patches of our garden to get a few little strawberry patches going. But also, they do spread themselves around the garden. So there has been a little bit of spread with the strawberries. But again, another one that has been low maintenance and easy to grow. Now, I did see in our local area group... Um, we have a local group of gardeners here and somebody did try to overwinter strawberries indoors. So their hope with overwintering indoors is that you they were keeping the plant alive. They picked it up, whether they grew it in a pot in the yard and brought the pot indoors or you transplanted the plant from the garden into the pot. I'm not sure what they did. Quite likely they had a pot in the yard and then just brought that indoors. But they tried to grow it under... Um, with some heat and light and keep it happy and alive indoors over winter. However, they have not had success with it. Their strawberry plants, from what I heard, their strawberries are not very happy. So it's not something I've ever thought about doing with strawberries overwintering indoors. And from what I've heard, it hasn't been too successful. But if you have success with that, that is great. If you have any plants that you bring indoors and actually feel free to share if you do have any um, plants that you grow outdoors and you overwinter indoors and you have success with that fantastic definitely let us know we're always looking for ways to expand an indoor garden and our perennial stock or maybe you have any other perennials I haven't mentioned that you really enjoy having in your garden so definitely let us know and I'll leave contact info at the end of this episode now um kale is actually one that is what i call uh, can be a perennial kale is perennial up to about minus 15 if you get a cold hardy variety of kale so 
we have not had success keeping our kale alive all winter, but it does last quite late into the year. And we do have our seeds to plant again. Um, so we'll see. But mostly kale, it is a perennial up to minus 15 degrees. So if you're in a warmer or you might have a cold frame or a warmer spot you prefer to keep your kale in, you might actually be able to keep it outside over winter and see if it comes back for you in the spring. Now, the green that we have a lot of success with has been our spinach plants. So our spinach that we grow, we have a couple of varieties and both do this. Um, we have the seedy spinach, we have Corvair spinach, and at the top of my head, I can't remember another variety of spinach, but our spinach does come back every year and it is also spreading around the garden. I think some of that may be um, its seeds when the spinach goes to seed. Seeds are getting dropped by birds or us. We might be picking some up and missing. I'm definitely dropping some when I'm picking the spinach seeds up and harvesting them. So the seeds are getting dropped in the garden and then they are coming back and growing in the spring. But spinach has been a very big, successful, edible perennial here for us in our garden. So that is one that I know too. Next spring, I'm going to see it growing back. So I always look forward to that as well. And like I said, it spreads. So we sometimes do have uh, spinach popping up in surprising places, but it's all good. We're going to roll with that. So I'm just happy to see it taking care of itself and thriving. So spinach is a perennial that is thriving for us. And in the winter, we haven't done anything really special. We have let, probably we missed some seeds, like I said, and then the birds and ourselves will scatter seeds around just naturally. Um, but we don't do anything special to that either. It's just left in its regular beds. And then in the spring, it seems to be popping back up. And our last one that I wanted to go into, actually a couple, a quick one was sunflowers. Our sunflowers are self-sowing. So again, that's the seeds just, they're getting uh, moved around by various creatures. The plants are dying back with seeds on them, dropping seeds. However they get there, they get in, left on the ground and they are left over winter and they are growing again. And so sunflowers are have been really fantastic for us. Our sunflower garden is just blooming. They come back themselves every year. They are such a good addition to our garden, those big seed heads are wonderful for birds but also for people too like those sunflower seeds are really look really beautiful when they're drying and drying out and then they just are wonderful to eat sunflower seeds are such a good addition to any diet and quite easy to store as well once you store them dry so we really enjoy having sunflowers and they are a perennial here for us in zone three so we grow a couple of varieties in our yard here in our northern garden and they also grow well in the southern garden so um, our sunflower patch automatically is growing as well every year and we keep seeing those sunflowers pop up in spots too and last but not least our next favorite perennial is raspberries so we enjoy raspberry bush here Again, it just takes care of itself. It's so low maintenance. It grows. It does spread quite rapidly. Um, so the biggest maintenance we have to do with these perennials is actually just controlling where they end up in the garden and controlling their space. But the raspberry does pop up every year. And raspberries are delicious and so good in jam. 
And you can even, um, I mean, you probably didn't need me to tell you that, though. You can go out in the fall time, late summer, and you can probably find on trails and around rivers and lakes tons of raspberry bushes. So not only do we grow our raspberries, but we go out and forage a lot and make a lot of raspberry jam. So we do enjoy our raspberries and our... Actually, oh, I left one of my favorites out, a staple here too. Not just our raspberries that happily grow in that northern garden, but our rhubarb. Our rhubarb is a true, true favorite. And it was a... I think, yes, we got a plant. We bought a plant several years ago and planted it in our yard. And it is just growing so well and rhubarb it is it is a stock basic plant to have in your yard in my opinion it is so good for bulking out jams so we forage and grow raspberries and we forage saskatoons and that rhubarb just bulks out jams wonderfully so we use our rhubarb as a nice base plant for bulking out spreads and um, in our home brewing as well so rhubarb is a fantastic perennial if you can get a hold of it as well and very cold hardy and very easy to look after so we really enjoy having our rhubarb plant as well so that's the perennials that we have our main favorites and these are probably the ones i've listed are the easiest ones to maintain we do not do any work or maintenance on them they just like i said they take care of themselves and they just pop back up year after year and are just a wonderful addition and staple in our homestead here and we love growing them so if you are wondering more about edible um, perennial plants or edible trees definitely try to source a small local nursery as they usually specialize in local varieties that are hardy to your area and also if you can find internet groups facebook is actually a really good place for that you can find local groups in your area that even just local gardening groups horticulture groups permaculture groups anything like that or even local homesteading groups and people that are just wonderful at sharing what works in their area what hasn't worked in their area what to do in this type of weather how to look after this plant so those people those are your locals make use of them they are just a wealth of knowledge okay so i hope this i hope you enjoyed this episode if you do have any favorites or techniques that you like to keep as perennials or you have any other methods you use for wintering over plants, definitely don't hesitate to reach out. We always love sharing ideas. Our um, email is the Northern Grower Podcast at gmail.com. Our Instagram is green.witch.seed.co. Or you can even check out our website at greenwitchseed.ca and sign up for a mailing letter if you just want to get a little letter in your inbox every now and then with some tips, tricks, and techniques. So thank you again for joining us in this space. Warmest wishes, especially in this cold week. And I wish you a happy growing season. Thank you.